0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Hello, and welcome to... What are we calling this? Movie Club July? No. Horror movie? Sleepaway? We call it- <laughs> We called it something. We called it something else. Okay. It's I not Movie Club because that's for Patreon. Yeah. Welcome to our Summer of Scares. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what scares. I wanted. Yeah, that that deserves like a little ghostly sound effect, right? Because that's
2: right. Because then I was like, this is like something that happens at Magic Mountain. Mm. Summer of Scares, but it's a thrill ride roller
1: coaster. It's all coming back to me now. Mm. Anyway, today we are talking about Friday the 13th, part four, colon, the final chapter. Is it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It is. This is before, this was like the final chapter before we knew there'd be
1: like a million more. Well, they intended part three to be the final chapter, but that didn't happen. So that wasn't
2: called final chapter, was it?
1: No. Okay. So they meant business after they made part 4 mm. but as we all know there have been several more Friday the 13th installments since then if also even until the recent past if you include Freddy versus Jason that came out in 03 i believe now it's
2: funny cuz when i was looking for final Friday the 13th part 4 it, it, does, it, it doesn't pop up because it's called Final Chapter. And I kept seeing Final Chapter, and I was like, is that it? <laughs> I had to like, look for the cast because I knew who was in it. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's, uh, that's the But one. it was just funny because I was like, that's the final chapter? Or that they thought that was the final chapter? Uh, very funny. No, Jason hadn't even been to New York City yet. Well, I will tell you upon review uh, of this movie... This movie I saw as a child and was my first Friday the 13th movie. Oh. This is the first one I saw for sure. Well,
1: that's a good one to see for your first as a child because it has a child in it. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And that's part of the why I remembered it uh, was because of that. Um, So I I don't know where I saw it. Obviously, I didn't see it like when it came out or in the theater. Right. But um, it must have been on TV, highly edited. Yeah. Because there's a lot of nudity. Um, And I knew who Corey Feldman was because I saw Stand By Me was like my favorite movie. Right. Or at at that time uh, when I saw this. So I knew who he was and this came out before that.
1: Yeah, this is 1984 is when this film came out. Personally, I was obsessed with Friday the 13th as a child. I was obsessed with Jason Voorhees. Uh, I was even obsessed with Machetes, as a yes. as a as a horror movie weapon, I I, know,
2: I always thought of machetes as horror movie weapons. So when I realized they actually had other purposes, yeah. like to cut down brush, like the main purpose,
1: or, right? Or shucking a coconut,
2: <laughs> yeah. I was like, I just had only thought of them as a
1: kill instrument, right? So they the just the word scared me. It's frightening. Yeah. So I was obsessed with this whole franchise as a child. I watched the Friday the Thirteenth films endlessly, even the edited on TV ones because they used to have these like marathons on, oh totally on t n t or u s a and I would just sit my ass down and watch for hours. Um, so I'm really happy that we're recapping this particular one because it not only stars Corey Feldman but also Crispin Glover in an incredible performance yeah.
2: I mean, I think this is one of the better movies in the franchise
1: It's a, for me. It's a good one. And I think you're not alone in that assessment. I think the final chapter is one of the most popular within the franchise.
2: Well, it also has a lot of elements in it that I think of as Friday the 13th movies elements in particular, like... Pushing out windows. <laughs> and this has a lot of that. But there's that's just like a Friday the 13th thing to me. Where right. you see them on the ground and then they're not on the ground. Like that kind of deal. I mean, other horror
1: movies have it. right? I don't know. I always think of that particularly though with this franchise. Well, plus by this point, he has his signature hockey mask. Yes. And so that yeah. obviously becomes like such an enduring symbol. Right. He well, got rid of that bag on his head. I think he had the hockey mask in in three, by three. Yes. Anyway, I love Friday the 13th. I'm excited to talk about this. Once again, we have Tom Savini doing special effects. Let's get into it. We begin with another campfire. Yeah. This is a campfire cold open. And this is a really excellent previously on Friday the 13th. We get clips from every movie. That preceded this one. Yeah. We get clips from the previous <laughs> films updating us about what had, what had happened with uh, Jason and his little adventures. We even uh, obviously get some clips from the first movie with Jason's mom, who is precedes Jason as, yes. as the villain. And we learn a little... This guy leading the campfire is telling lore about Jason. He's like, this guy is very vengeful. He's mad. He wants revenge. He hates the teens. We all hate the teens. He hates the summer <laughs> camp teens. He will fuck you up. And he talks about how the film, he doesn't refer to it as a film, but he said the first, <laughs> you know, the, the first, first incident, the first final girl, Alice ended up being murd- murdered, later by Jason yeah so it could happen to you you think you' get away with it
2: in the first mert in the first movie, you'll be back for the second
1: <laughs> and once the audience is all cut up caught up <laughs> 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 uh <laughs> that's only funny because I just <laughs> read. Said that because I fucked up saying it before. (laughs) But a different word. But a different word. (laughs) (laughs) And Desi's like, don't, who cares? Don't delete. I'm like, no, I want to say it right. Uh, Anyway, we get a long credit sequence. And then our next scene is in the present day with helicopters, police cars, and EMTs removing bodies from a barn. And the cops find a hatchet as well as the body of Jason, who is wearing his hockey mask. The cop, one of the cops at the scene tells the ambulance driver, we got 10 of them in the barn. He's dead. They're all dead. So they all just killed each other. Yeah. And then one of the cops is, they're like in the barn looking around. I don't, honestly, I don't know what this means. He says, this, the guy who's been leaving the white stuff. Yeah, I have no idea. What's the white stuff? Jizz? (laughs) Well, I mean. Is that what the white stuff is? Jason's not like a sexual sadist. No. Uh, No, I I had no idea what the white stuff was But he's leaving the white stuff. Mm. I don't remember. I haven't seen three in a long time. So I honestly don't remember. I think I did see, yeah, because I remember the barn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's like all I remember is, is the barn. But so I this remember. is like the end of three, technically, yeah, right? Yeah, we're like picking up right where we're, we left off. We're where three left off. Anyway, the girl cop, Lainey, she is like shook. She's like, this is scary Yeah, what's happening right now. And they're securing Jason's body to the gurney to haul him away to the morgue. They've seen the other movies. They know you got to tie him down to the gurney. <laughs> yeah, they're strapping him in just in case, but they all do think he's dead. He's supposed yeah, to, he's supposed for to sure. be dead. So Jason gets taken to the morgue, and we see the medical examiner eating a sandwich, which made me realize that this is a common trope in TV shows and movies where the M.E. or the undertaker is eating food. While they're doing right their job, they're I, like pigging out,
2: putting the sandwich on the body. Yeah, because they're they're so unfazed by dead bodies. Yeah,
1: that's what I think that's supposed to convey. But that's like a TV trope and a movie trope, totally. Where and everyone else is like, ugh. No, someone will be eating like a sloppy Joe, and someone's <laughs> brains are exploded everywhere. Right. It's like always the most um, juicy food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so he places the sandwich on top of the body. This guy's, this mortician's name is, or medical examiner, his name is Axel, and he's, like, looking through all the files. And he's a real perv because he just starts hitting on, he just starts talking about how hot one of the dead girls is that they found at the barn. He's like, you should take a peek. Yeah, and, and the other guy is like, she's dead, and he, she's, like, still cute. <laughs> she's still she still got it. <laughs> it's really gross then the medical examiner hits on the nurse and she's into it she's actually um turned on by this pervert but she's kind of
2: doing the hard to get like come on axel yeah she's playing a little coy cuz he wants her to meet meet him up in the cold room mm. which i'm guessing is like where they keep the bodies
1: that's the fridge that's <laughs> the, the fridge. giant fridge
2: for bodies <laughs> this guy's like i love i love fucking like, I, not only do I eat sandwiches, I'll fuck near these bodies.
1: Yeah, he, I don't give a fuck. Death makes him hard and hungry. He gets off on not being bothered by it. Right. And so later, um, we are in Axel's darkened office, and the nurse walks in to meet him there. And the lights aren't on, but there's the TV playing, like, what looks like an 80s workout video. Or like a porn version of a Fosse dance. I couldn't, I, I don't know what was I going on. I don't know on. what
2: this is. She's, <laughs> it's just this girl in a shiny leotard and tights jumping around a white background. But then there's
1: like three other girls or two other girls that
2: join. And they all have shiny leotards. But it doesn't look like exercise. But it's also not pornographic enough to be porn. But it's a little suggestive. What
1: is that? What was he watching? And she's like, Axel. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's just like... <laughs> the nurse is disgusted, and he pops up and scares her. And she changes the channel to a news report about Camp Crystal Lake. And the cop on TV says that the man responsible is currently at the morgue. And that's when Axel and the nurse start making out. But an arm falls. I guess Jason's in there. Yeah, I was confused why the body's in his office. An arm falls and scares and scares both of them. And Axel loses it. He says, "Jesus Christmas." He's like, "Jesus,
2: damn! Jesus, damn! God damn!" <laughs> like
1: he's out of control when that arm falls out. He's so out of control. And she's mad. She's furious about this. And she leaves. She, he's like, where are you going? She's like, I'm going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay.
2: These <laughs> the guys were... Weirdest couple ever. They were
1: acting their asses off in this short time they had on screen. I love it. You got to go for these small roles. And so she's in the storage room looking, like, with all the chemicals and stuff. And meanwhile, Axel is putting Jason into the freezer drawer and he settles back down to watch his weird, horny video. But Jason surprises him with a hacksaw to the throat. Yeah, that was pretty gruesome. Yeah, he appears, he appears behind Axel. He, take, he puts his arms in front of his throat. He slices his neck with the hacksaw, and then he twists his head around. Yeah, that's pretty it was it's like, overkill. It was definitely overkill. Next, he gets the nurse by stabbing her in the gut. He's got multiple weapons. And he like really slices her down the belly. Yeah, he guts her a little bit. He's back. He's back. Jason's back, baby. (laughs) He's back and he's better than before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say one of the most memorable Jason kills for me of all time, I fucking forget, it might be five or six, was someone was in a sleeping bag and he picked the sleeping bag up and just starts hitting it against a tree.
2: Oh my God. He's
1: strong.
2: Yeah, they're always really strong. Yeah. Like supernaturally strong.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, if you're Michael Myers, like you get to your 70s and you're still that strong. Yeah. It's crazy. You're relentless. You're a killing machine. So the next day, we see two ladies jogging. This Mm. is
2: a MILF and her daughter. (laughs) A MILF
1: and her daughter talking about sex. This is Mrs. Jarvis and her daughter. Trish. Trish Jarvis. Trish Jarvis. Trish Jarvis. That's a shitty name. <laughs> yeah. That is a really shitty name. Shouldn't do it. Why'd you name your daughter Trish if her last name was Jarvis? Trish Jarvis. You're just asking for it. They're jogging and they're they're talking like friends because one of them is like, I think you're getting horny. Yeah, I honestly didn't think they were mother and daughter initially. They
2: don't come off that way, that's for sure. Because they look very similar age too, like are not that far off.
1: Then we meet Tommy Jarvis played by Corey Feldman. He's playing video games in a monster mask. This guy's whole deal is that he he's like a miniature Tom Savini. He loves making special effects and monster masks and little puppets. Hand puppets. Little prosthetics. Yeah, and he loves games. And he loves games.
2: And classic boy of 1984. Yeah. He loves his video
1: game system. His fucking Pong. His whatever, they, whatever <laughs> Atari, the fuck they played back then. The ET game. Yeah, was that a video game?
2: <laughs> yeah, it was like one of the worst video games of all time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, then we learn that there's some kids moving in next door. Six kids are renting the house next door, and this is like a big weird. House. This house is so bizarre to be in the middle of nowhere. It's like a
2: Victorian house and it's blue. And their house is like classic cabin looking right. house. And it's, it's next to this weird Victorian blue house. It's like the house from
1: the Thriller music video.
2: And it's the middle of nowhere, but these two houses are right next to each
1: other, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like on top of each other. Same lot. So... We meet this car full of kids, and by kids, I mean these guys are like 20 years old, and they're all driving and singing like a car song. Yeah. Um, and Crispin Glover is part of the gang. He plays Jimmy, and he's, he's very emo. He's like broke up with some girl. He's stressing. He's stressing over this broad. Now, and this is my favorite. Not Crispin Glover, but the
2: guy he's talking to is in almost every horror movie, this type of character. I love him. Ted. They're kind of they're kind of like Italian or from New York. Yeah. Uh they dress really um flashy. Like yeah. this guy has on like a cut-off jean vest and sunglasses. Mm. They're just like the guy who has a lot of personality. He's got a lot of personality, but no game with the ladies. Yes, but he thinks he kind of does. Yes, because uh, he thinks he has more game than Crispin Glover. I, this just is an archetype to me that I always really love. And there, this guy's in like teen romp comedies from this era too. This type of guy,
1: yeah, uh, as well. It's definitely an archetype that's persisted throughout like teen movies, like the
2: guy who um, from Fast Times. The oh, guy, yes, like that type yes. of guy. Like I've yes. always
1: re- I was always really like attracted to that guy Ew, too. <laughs> I hate Okay. But this guy at least was cute. The yeah. guy from Fast Times, the sleazy guy who has sex with Jennifer Jason yeah. Lee, he repulsed me. He's sleazy. But I like I didn't like him, but that type of guy. Sometimes yeah. I was like, ooh, who's
2: that? Um, but yeah, it's like that is such an archetype that I always love as a character.
1: Yeah, it's fun to watch. Ted's like Ted's gonna help. Uh, he's gonna give some like pointers to Jimmy, and he tells him he's like, you know what? You're a, you're probably a dead fuck. Like you're not good at fucking. He pretends he goes on his 1984 computer
2: to pull up this information about what Jimmy's problem is. This was so weird. He's like, boop 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 boop
1: boop boop. Up, uh, yeah, you're a dead fuck. Dead fuck. Lousy lay. Yeah. And he just guesses. And then Jimmy says. God, I'm horny. (laughs) This is the second time in like the last five minutes that a character has exclaimed they're horny. This is a horny movie. It's very horny. They all pull over because they're lost. And really the only reason that they pull over in this movie for this brief scene is so we can get a look at Mrs. Voorhees' grave. Yeah. Good old Pam. Yep. Jason's mom. She's, she's making a little cameo. She's buried on the side <laughs> of the road. She's literally... Our gravestone is on the side of the road. Uh. There's also a girl sitting further down the road. She's sitting on a rock on the side of the road. This poor... This girl. She's only there for laughs. She's only there for laughs. This is like a Martha dump truck type. She's like a sad, real sad sack. She's trying to get a ride. She's got a little homemade sign. Yeah, right. She's got her homemade sign and she's going to, she's trying to go to Canada. It's painted rainbow colors, so like Jason probably just did a hate crime. Yeah. Anyway, so she's trying to get a ride. These guys kind of like Meh,
2: fuck, you know, no, fuck you cuz she's not uh hot enough for them, I guess. Yeah, they're
1: so rude. The guys are so rude when they pass by her. They they ask if she has a sister. The yeah. And so she she flips her sign around and it says, fuck you. Love it. Um, And then she sits down and eats a banana because she's (laughs) sad. I relate to this queen so much. Yes. She's like sad, so she's going to take it out by eating some food.
2: Yeah, and all she has is a banana. Which is really good when you're hung. Like, if you have nothing else, it's satisfying. A banana's
1: okay. Um, But sadly, Jason approaches and just stabs her through the neck from the back with a knife. But we get a great image oh, of her so squeezing the banana out of the peel <laughs> as she's getting keel- killed killed <laughs> she's she's not only squeezing the banana but her mouth opens and we see the banana in her mouth <laughs> this, was just, so, this, this was so this poor girl this was such a demoralizing way to go and such an 80s kill where it's just let's let's demoralize this sad sack. We had the
2: kids make fun of her. <laughs> She's on the side of the road. Then she gets killed and squeezing a banana, and it's in her mouth still. And I guess Jason's there visiting his mom. <laughs> like, why is he there? Because he because he needs to get revenge. I guess because they're at
1: Crystal Lake and he needs to yes. get revenge. So she just happens to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, back at. Tommy Jarvis's house. They're all getting ready for dinner and I guess they're having a giant pitcher of orange juice because that's what they're pouring yeah.
2: <laughs> in the kitchen. Look, people loved orange juice in the 80s. I know. Or special uh, Sunny D. It was like
1: be, you know <laughs> why? Because it was part of a complete breakfast. Absolutely. You have your glass of orange juice, your glass of milk, your bowl of cereal and then like your two little eggo waffles. And then orange juice is always served in a Curvy
2: glass pitcher. Yeah. Clear glass pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like
1: the Kool Aid Man. Um, they're all, the, the Jarvis family, they're very close. They're hugging. They're having a Jarvis sandwich. Yeah. And someone's at the door, and that someone at the door is Gordon, their golden retriever. Mm. They're all like,
2: hi, Gordon. <laughs> I, every time I heard Gordon throughout the movie, I was like, who's Gordon?
1: I kept forgetting. I was like, oh, it's the fucking it's, dog. It's
2: Air Because Gordon sounds like a name yeah. of one of the
1: kids from that era, you know? No, this is like another example of how dog people, they name their dogs like human names. Yes. And we name our cats like Meatloaf. Yeah. Or something demoralizing. Gordon. Gordon Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Stuart. Yeah. Dogs always have, do- it's kind of like how pit bulls are always named Bella. Yes.
2: Or Luna. Luna.
1: <laughs> yeah, they always have these like beautiful Lola. Hu- Lola. Lola's another another dog name. They always have these like cute human names. Yes. And cats are always like hot roasts. They're always like <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Biscuit Man. Yeah. <laughs> um So yeah, Gordon comes, Gordon says hi. And Tommy sees all these kids moving in next door. And Jimmy's Jimmy's telling Ted, he's like, I'm tired of being called a dead fuck. Stop calling me a dead fuck. How would Jim, how would he even know if he's a dead fuck? The other guy. He's, he's assuming that that's yeah. why his girl broke up with him. Yeah. He's like, you must be bad And it's really, fucking. it's really bothering Jimmy. And then Trish and Tommy introduce themselves to the kids. At the rental house, Samantha and Sarah are talking in the bathroom about sex. And Sarah's, like, in awe of Sam because she's a slut. And she's like, I I wish I could be a slut.
2: Yeah.
1: Sam has a reputation. Sam's like, I've had a reputation since the sixth grade.
2: (laughs) I love bragging about a
1: reputation. (laughs)
2: That's (laughs) the way it should be.
1: (laughs) She's real proud of it. Yeah. That was always such a dumbass thing that you had to worry about as a girl. I don't know if it's the same now, but like... A bad reputation. Yeah, like if you had a slutty reputation. Yeah, it's
2: so a part of those movies, though, from that period. Oh, totally.
1: No one wanted to have that said about them. Yeah, nobody appreciated sluts. Um, So, yeah, Samantha, she's like, i do it with Paul, and Paul's also on the trip. And she's like, I want to be like you. And she's going to be sleeping in the same room as Doug in bunk beds. (laughs) Back at the Jarvis house, Trish goes to bed while the mom stays up and reads the paper. But Tommy's in his bed and he's not sleeping. He's like, he looks concerned. He's just like up with his thoughts. You can tell
2: this kid has a lot of thoughts. It's like no internet yet. This is what kids had to do.
1: Think. It was awful. (laughs) Um, He looks across the street, his window's open, and he sees Sam across the street from their window, which is also open. And she starts undressing. This is a classic, classic movie moment where the, the kid sees the hot girl next door undressing. And he is so excited. He is losing his shit
2: like he is lying back kicking his legs frantically and stuffing a pillow in his mouth.
1: Yeah, he's like so happy. He's like a wuguine. This is the greatest moment of his life. Yeah. Um and then his mom comes upstairs and when she opens the door he pretends to be asleep and she notices the action going on across the street and so she closes the blinds. Ugh, fucking mom. Buzzkill. Yeah. The next day the group of kids walk through the woods. Jimmy's still bitching about this girl, Betty. And Paul's like, that's a dead fuck thing to do. He won't let up. He won't let up that this... Why don't you just fuck him and see how, See yeah. if he is a dead fuck? Give him some pointers. <laughs> <laughs> you stop. Yeah, just shut up. On the way to the lake, the group meets two twins named Tina and Terry. And they're, <laughs> they're wearing very slutty pink um, Collar cut off Like flash yeah. dance sweatshirts Yeah They're riding little bikes Like what are they doing there? <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're just like I'm just so confused about how popular this location is Because it's so empty But then every once in a while we run
1: into somebody So my boyfriend was telling me While we were watching this movie That when he went to sleepaway camp He went to the sleepaway camp in New Jersey as a kid And it was close by to Crystal Lake, to where this was filmed. And he said that the counselors took the kids to the site. Ooh. It was like two hours. Like, they drove you two hours away just so you could see where Friday the 13th was filmed. And he he said, yeah, and that it was really scary. And even though he knew it was a movie, it was just scary there. Yeah. Because, like, when you're a kid of a certain age, you're really scared of Jason.
2: Or going to one of those sites, even a summer camp can be scary if you know about the movie. Yeah. Now it's like a place where people get murdered. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Did you go to camp? I went to camp one time. I did like day camp, which is basically like daycare. Right. Where it's almost like school. Well, it wasn't like school. We had like, I mean, we did stuff. I didn't I know, like but it. I'm, I'm
2: not saying you learned. I'm saying you went there from whatever nine to yeah, five and did yeah.
1: activities all day. It was like activities and shit, and I hated it. Um, but I did go to sleepaway camp one year, and that was fun. I went to sleepaway camp once too. I did
2: not like it. You didn't like it. Uh, no, it's boring. It's all outdoor stuff that I hate. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have any friends. I was like in the lower level than the person that I went with. Oh no. So I didn't get to see her the whole time. What? Yeah. I was like the age, like whatever. So you weren't in the same cabin? No. Or the same, um, it was like the same swimming level too. Like I was in a lower swimming level because I didn't know how to swim well. I
1: remember I was a minnow and I was like really upset about it. (laughs) Right, because they always have, like, animal names to delineate, like, the different levels of kids. Yes.
2: I was just in the one lower level, and it was just, like, it was just really upsetting to me, because I went with my cousin, and she was in the higher level, and then she was, like, having the best time, and I was having the worst time. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I would see her with all her new friends, and I was like, what about me? I'm a minnow. I'm so upset.
1: (laughs) <laughs> no, I had a I had a Walkman. This is how long ago it was, but I had a Walkman and it had Bell Biv Devo on it. And like, oh, I just I just that's like such a like a thing I remember about that summer camp was like listening to that Walkman, listening to Bell Biv Devo. Okay, but did you have fun other than I that? did have fun? Yeah, but I just remember like that. Just will always remind me of that Bell year. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um. Anyway, should we take a break here? Sure. Let's take a break.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, What the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms
1: at mintmobile.com. So everyone, including the twins, are headed to the lake, except for Sarah, because she's going to go back to the car. And we get a little like fake out scene. She's walking through the woods alone back to the car. I don't know, was she gonna like drive the car to the lake? Yeah, I wasn't sure why she left except to make us scared. Yeah, she's a little freaked out. But back at the lake, Sam, of course, is the first in the water and she's already topless. Yeah. Everyone's like swinging from a rope into the lake. Everyone's taking their clothes off because you got a skinny dip in a slasher film. You got to. And then,, as but, but Jimmy's scared. Jimmy's scared. He's like awkwardly trying to take his pants off. <laughs> He's like barely doing it. And Trish and Tommy pull up to the lake just as um, like just as everyone's all naked. And yeah. Gordon, t- of course, takes off running. This dog's very ill-behaved. He's not leashed. He's <laughs> their, their dog, this is why they started making leash laws, yeah, is because of Gordon, the golden retriever. Tommy sees all the nudity, and he's like, wow. He's like, oh, this is the best summer ever. <laughs> yeah. He loves these teens. He's seen so many titties. He literally is like, whoa. And the sister, his older sister Trish, is like, all right, that's enough. Cover your eyes. Let's get out of here. Yeah, and Trish kind of knows.
2: This is where we see that she knows these guys or something.
1: Well, no, they had just met earlier. But they seem—they're already kind of like Trish. Come on, like well, because they had just met her yeah. the night before. They—they're just like it's like another young girl. Yeah, we're automatically friends. Yeah, so they're—they're they're all like Trish. Take your clothes off. Come in the come in the water. And like I
2: love that she would take her clothes off and skinny dip with her little brother and dog. Yeah, there. like what do they <laughs> <and> do? Dog. <laughs> and the dog's gonna see her.
1: <laughs> and um. But she doesn't want to, but they invite her to the come to their party they're having at yeah. the rental house that night. And, of course, on the way home, Trisha's car breaks down, and she, like, Tommy, this guy's like a savant, because she's like, can you fix it? I know. He's like eight. Yeah, How old is he? Yeah, he's <laughs> like eight.
2: And she's like, can you look under the hood and fix it? Right. I mean, I guess he is kind of, you know, Sort of skilled. He's like technical. Technical skills. And he makes those animatronic puppets. But it is really funny that like this guy
1: could just like be a car mechanic. Right, that he's gonna look under the hood. He does, though. Yeah. He like he goes to the trunk to get a screwdriver. Back at the lake, Sam wants Sarah to come in the water. And of course, Sarah's like completely dressed. She's just reading a book. And then Sam ends up pulling her into the water. She's, she's like, if you want to be a slut, this is how you start. Yeah, get slutty. Take your fucking clothes off. Bitch. And you can
2: just be naked. You don't even have to do anything. You just look slutty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: it's the that, easiest thing in the world. That's like basically what she's telling her. Back at the car, Tommy's being a mechanic. He's under the hood looking at this car and we see some strange boots on the ground. This is a Jason fake-out. And the car's still not starting. Tommy's, like, behind the hood. He's like, try it now. <laughs> she's, <laughs> and she's trying to start the car. <laughs> when this guy Rob surprises them, and he's like, I can help. And he's, he's got a knife with him. And he ends up starting the car. And so they give him a ride back to town or what? It's not town, like back to his tent because he's camping. But he goes back to their house with them, doesn't he? But his tent is like on their property. <laughs> it's so it's, weird because
2: I was like, all of a sudden he's just hanging out at their house. I was like, you just met that guy on the, on the, side, side, of the, on the side of the road. <laughs> like it's one thing to give a hitchhiker a ride. I don't even know what he is. If He's not like technically a hitchhiker, he I guess. He was just but like, like standing there with his backpack. No, he's like a hiker, like, whatever. But then he's, like, hanging out at their house because he goes upstairs with Tommy. (laughs)
1: He's got this little knife, and he's like, I'm hunting bears.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was like, who is this guy? What's his deal? Like...
1: Um, it was very weird. And then he asks if any... I mean, all this stuff makes sense later, later yes. when you find out. But he's like, are the, it's really creepy. He's like, so, are there any kids in the area? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I'm like, hunting bear. Is there any kids in the area? It's like, uh. <laughs> right. It's really creepy. suspicious. And um, Trisha's like, yeah, there's lots of kids here. Bring your knife. <laughs> <laughs> and then... They get to the house, to the Jarvis house, and Trish is like, Rob, come on in. And Rob just goes in the house with them. And Tommy's like, Rob, I want to show you something (laughs) neat in my bedroom.
2: He's like always... It's like he's been friends with them forever.
1: Yeah. And so they go up to Tommy's bedroom where we see Tommy's monster mask collection. And this like puppet, this
2: lizard... Like it's, puppet, it's like a hand puppet that moves, like the eye. It's like realistic. It's like you would use it in a movie or something. This
1: is insane. Like these are re- these look like real practical effects from a film. Yeah, and we're supposed to believe that this little eight year old kid made these. In How his, would he
2: make that lizard in his
1: house? <laughs> he need like like as if he has like industrial plastics yes. and it, rubbers in his house yeah, chemicals. <laughs>
2: It's crazy. This kid's so skilled.
1: It's out of control. I wrote, Why is this guy just hanging around now? (laughs) Yeah, Rob's just part of the family now. That night all the rental house kids are hanging out at their rental house and Jimmy is super excited to put on some music. And it's like heavy metal. It's lion. I looked at it. Oh it is. I think it's lion. Lion. I think Lion. Lion. They're like a budget heavy metal, glam, whatever. Hair band. And this is where we get the legendary dance scene of Crispin Glover dancing. Yes. Um, This is the thing that... This is the scene that I associate with this movie the most. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, yes. This is like one of the most memorable scenes for me in the the franchise is Crispin Glover dancing. I mean, you watched it. Describe it. I mean,
2: I don't really know how to describe it. (laughs) <laughs> it's very interesting. That's why I'm dancing. asking you. I can't describe it. I, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like what you think Kristen, Crispin Glover would look like dancing. It's I mean, very awkward, but um fully committed. He's yeah, he, he's not awkward about it. He's no. he's into it. Yes, it's awkward to watch, but yeah. he's fully committed and into it. Um yeah. I mean Crispin Glover, I love him. Me he's too. a very uh interesting actor. He always makes cool choices. And even in a role like this, he's going to I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't plan this. No. And he did it and there's, everyone's like this is amazing. There's
1: no way he planned this dancing. Or yeah. They they planned this for him. Like no. this is from the brain of Crispin Glover. Absolutely. He he's such a weirdo and I love him so much. And we need, like, I just love the kind of actors that are like Crispin Glover, just real weirdos.
2: And it doesn't come off like trying too hard. No. It's genuinely weird. No,
1: he's not a try hard. He's just a weirdo. Yeah. And I love that about him. So he's dancing and Paul is like, this music sucks. So he puts on music that sounds like it belongs at like a retirement home dance. Yeah, that was (laughs) such a
2: bizarre switch. He's like, you're going to love this. And I was like waiting for something else. Yeah, And then it was like, this is like, Fucking Johnny Mathis or something.
1: No, we think he's gonna like put on something cool. He's gonna put on like new I, wave or whatever. Or he's gonna put on like Dougie Fresh. I don't know <laughs> what was popular in nineteen eighty four. Michael Jackson, Duran Duran, Duran Duran. <laughs> no, he puts on this fucking nineteen fifties ass. Not even Crooner. like not even cool nineteen fifties. No, it's like it's it's weird. It's a weird choice. It's like wedding dance music. Yes. And I noticed similarly, okay, was the Three Stooges really big? Did they have a comeback in the 80s? <laughs> because in both this movie and in The Burning, one of the characters says, "soitenly." Oh, you know what? I would not be surprised. Was Because a- <laughs> those
2: things always have these little resurgences. Especially guys love the Three Stooges. Guys love them. I don't know any women who love the Three Stooges. (laughs) I really don't. I'm not saying they don't exist. I just personally don't know them. (laughs) I never liked the Three Stooges. But yeah, that's certainly, certainly, that is such a, like, even through the 90s. Certainly. I think they also, the Three Stooges influenced a lot of comedy icons from the 80s and 90s. And they probably did that sort of, I, I bet you a lot of people don't even know what that's from, who say it, right? Right. Um, but yeah, that's really funny.
1: I bet you there was a Three Stooges um, Resurgence. popularity. Yeah. Like a I little... Bet. Yeah. I just thought that was so weird. Anyway, the kids are all slow dancing. They look like a bunch of old people. It's so crazy.
2: Never would happen. No teens would put that music on. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> it would
1: never happen. And the kids are getting drunk. Yeah. We see Tina and Terry shotgunning beers. And one of the twins is like getting hot and heavy with Paul, who look, that's Sam's boy. Yeah. Sam was supposed to is has been apparently fucking Paul and now Paul is coming on to Terry. And Paul's kind of like the hot one, right? He's supposed to be the hot one. I think Crispin Glover is the hot one. Me too. He would be the one I went for. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) We'd have to fight. Um, (laughs) And Sam sees this and so she takes off. She's like, God damn it, Paul. She's pissed. Yeah. And then meanwhile, Ted is alone on the stairs and he's mad that he doesn't have any girls. Like now, he's now he's like right because he's like, well, hey, I put on the romantic music. <laughs> oh, that was Ted who
2: did that. Yeah. Okay.
1: Which I said Paul, even, but that's Ted.
2: Oh yeah, I think Ted put on the music, which was even weirder. Yeah, because he seemed like the cool one. So, I mean, I'm all using these words in the context of the movie.
1: <laughs> no, but now Ted realizes that he's not as skilled with the ladies as he thinks he is. Right. And Jimmy, Jimmy's like, I want to talk to you. And he goes, not now, dead fuck. And then he says, well, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking like, of dead fuck. He's like, stop calling me dead fuck. Aww. And he's, he's like, Paul stole my girl. <gasps> he wanted
2: that twin or whatever.
1: They're yeah, twins, right? He, yeah, he wanted the he wanted Terry. I think it's Terry. Terry and Tina. Terry and Tina. So it's Terry,
2: Tina, Sarah, Samantha are the girls. Yes. And Sarah, Samantha and Sarah are the original group girls. Yes,
1: but Terry and Tina have now infiltrated <laughs> the group. They just
2: found them on the trail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's really funny about them running into Terry and Tina on the trail is they were riding their bikes in the opposite direction. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're going there too. Well, how are you what way are you going? Also,
2: why are they riding their bikes on that dirt trail?
1: They weren't mountain bikes. No, they were just like little cruisers. (laughs) Yeah. Um so Sam Sam's pissed. Yeah. So she takes off. And she's like, I'm gonna go for a swim. It is like pitch black outside. Why? This is the most
2: baffling thing in every horror movie from this period, where people go skinny dipping at night mm. by
1: themselves. And, the, <laughs> and I'm just like, and the water's always smoking, like it's always steaming. It's not even like beach. It's like <laughs> lake. Like the
2: last thing you would want to go in at night, where well, you can't even see anything. Like no, you, it's
1: just so scary. And and it's not like that water was warm. It's not like a like you're in a heated pool swimming at night.
2: No. Which that
1: makes sense, obviously. But this is like she's going into the woods, going to the lake. Taking her clothes off and getting in a dark lake. I'm sorry. She got completely naked, and she is just swimming around, and then she hears a noise, and so she thinks it's Paul coming to to get her and, like, apologize. Yes. For making out with Terry. And we hear... (sighs) <laughs> the classic Jason we hear sound effect his theme song. Kill, 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 kill.
2: Yeah. It's so scary. I mean, that is like an all-time great little effect.
1: Who was the genius that came up with? It's really frightening. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's chilling. Yeah, I wonder if that effect has this is like has the same effect on kids today. Like or if it was, like, people who grew up with these movies. Yeah. I mean,
2: that's something they that they probably hear. And they're like, you guys are a bunch of wimps. This isn't scary at all. Right. Like, and that's what happens every time I show a kid, like, a scary movie. Like, I remember my nephew, I showed Jaws. And he's like, this is stupid. I was <laughs> like, no, this is the scariest movie ever. I yeah. can't even go in water now because of this movie. And they're like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> it was,
1: like, the whole time. I was, like, so upsetting. How dare you, honestly. Um, So... She sees a big blow-up raft in the middle of the lake and she starts... This thing probably has so much mildew on it. Uh, I also love...
2: It, she really reminded me of like... I was laughing because she keeps thinking Paul's coming and not coming, but he's not there. And she's like, screw you, Paul. And I, it reminded me of Anna
1: Nicole. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Every time I hear someone say screw you, it reminds me of Anna Nicole. Screw
1: you, Rusty. Screw you, Rusty in court. Right. <laughs> so she's... Climbs into this blow-up raft in the middle of the lake, and she she thinks Paul's coming, but he's not coming. She says, "Screw you, Paul!" And that's when we see Jason pop out of the water and stab her through the bottom of the raft. Yeah, killing her. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, it's funny how many similarities there are between the movie we watched last, the um, the Burning. There's like a few similarities between these two movies randomly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't planned necessarily. I no. mean, I guess taking place where they take place. Uh, but like the raft, just like that kind of water, yeah. skinny dipping.
1: <laughs> like it's just like. I mean, summer camp murders were so hot in the early 80s. Yeah, definitely. They were just really hot. Um, so Sarah's, I mean, Sam is dead. Yeah. And then we see Paul leaving the house because he realizes he fucked up and he's going looking for Sam to make up with her. Yeah. And he hears a noise. Meanwhile, back in the rental house at the party, one of the twins asks Jimmy to dance. And Ted is just in the background playing with matches. He's like, I'm going to light this whole (laughs) fucking place on fire. I'm so angry right now. Like, once again... This is what happens when people don't have their phone
2: to scroll on. Yeah. He's he's just playing with matches. He's playing That's with matches. That's why arson happened.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and um Jimmy's like, I thought you wanted to be with Ted. And she's like, Well, now I want to be with you. Yeah. And so she wants to go upstairs. And Ted is just furious because she's she's watching Jimmy and I think it's Tina. It's Tina. So maybe he Ted wanted Tina. Whatever. Right. They look the exact same. Tina and Terry, it's Te- like, give us different names, more different names, so we can keep it track. <laughs> I know that Jimmy fucks Tina, though. So he, yes. goes, he goes upstairs with Tina, and Ted is furious, and this is really sad, because the other, it's just the other twin and Ted sitting in the, in the living room. They're alone now, and she, like, reluctantly sits next to him. It is, like, very reluctantly. I feel like we've all been there where you're the last one and
2: there's another guy. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not going to fool around with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but all your friends have
1: gone off. So like, I guess I have to hang out with him. Yeah. Ugh, that's the worst feeling. Um, And he's like, want to give teddy bear a kiss? Because he's been carrying around this teddy bear the whole trip. And it's big. It's a big bear. Yeah. Back at the lake, Paul is in his underwear about to get in. And he's trying to be quiet because he sees the raft out in the middle of the lake and he yeah. thinks that she's relaxing in the raft and he wants to go... Sneak s- up on her. ...and surprise her. And he's trying to be quiet and while he's swimming over to the raft. But, of course, when he finds Sam, he starts screaming. And then he immediately like starts hauling ass back to shore. And, and we see this deck that he's
2: kind of, from his point of view, he's trying to get to. He's
1: trying to get to this deck... On the shore. But as soon as he starts hoisting himself up, he gets stabbed in the dick. He gets stabbed right in the dick and hoisted up on the dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what, it looked like, I couldn't see. It was really dark and it was like, I was watching this in the yeah. middle of the day, so it was bright. Like Same. It's like a pole. It's like a big, it's, long it's pole. It's some kind
2: of pole that you maybe you would like, pull something in with that has like, or something, maybe like, spear fishing. It was like a spear. Yeah. He gets stabbed through the dick though. And he's dead. And he somehow like manages to stay fully on this pole by the dick yeah. while he gets hoisted up. He's skewered. <laughs>
1: he's skewered. It's crazy. Rob is camping in a big yellow tent. Oh yeah. Nearby. And he, is like very close to each other. And of course, so he hears the screams. And so he takes... Now he has a machete. This guy has like a tent full of weapons. Yeah. He has a tent full of weapons and he takes his machete and goes looking for that scream. But then he gets scared when he hears a noise and he goes back to the tent. Yeah. And the tent is destroyed inside. Someone's been in his tent, right? He was outside of the tent for like two seconds.
2: Yeah, but when he returns, it's like the maps are open. It's like someone was in there a long time. It seems
1: right. It looked like a like raccoon had gotten in there. Totally. But um, he's like, and he's like, "What? Come yeah. on, this guy is so. This character
2: is so weird. Up until this, like, do you know what I mean? I mean, I guess yeah. he always is, but like, yeah,
1: he's weird. Back at the house, Jimmy and Tina are upstairs getting ready to fuck. And they start making out on the bed and it just breaks. Yeah. It immediately collapses. (laughs) They're not
2: even doing anything, any heavy pounding. No, they're like making out on the (laughs) bed and it just completely collapses. Although this house is very grandma decorated. Yeah. Like antique y. Yeah. uh, It's pretty funny.
1: Meanwhile, Ted is downstairs watching movies from the 1910s, and (laughs) they're kind of risque. Well, they
2: are. There's like
1: titties. It's titties. It's 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 old school stripping, which is the best. It's Edwardian era (laughs) porn. That's what he's watching. He found like a reel. Yeah, Yeah, he found a reel of film and he's like, wow, look at this, guys. And no one cares. And he found like a projectioner. So he's watching these projections. I love too how he's completely able to set this up, even though it's (laughs) kind of complicated to do. (laughs) Yeah. I guess more people knew how to do it back then. There's no way. But everyone's, Everyone gets into it once they're watching these movies. Yeah, I would have those on in a party. Those are cool as hell. Yeah. I mean, that must be like worth a lot of money. Yeah. I'd find those and be like, "Wow." I kind of love
2: that they use that in this movie. It was like it was pretty cool to see. It was pretty
1: cool, especially the effect that any time I love any time in a horror movie when there's this old school Film reel being used And that You get the lights Flickering from the projection Yes That's always a really Cool effect Well because we also know We're going to get a cool Kill mm. Related to the Film right Like yes. the light And stuff like that Yes Um The other twin Goes upstairs Looking for her sister Tina And she's like I She's like We have to go And Tina's in bed With Jimmy And she's like No And she's like Well fuck you Tina mm. And it's it's raining now. Yeah, now it's pouring rain outside. <laughs> like pouring buckets. Pouring rain and it doesn't stop for the rest of the movie, basically. And, no. And so Terry the twin is getting on her bike to leave. <laughs> In the rain. In the rain. She's like, fuck you, I'm getting on my little cruiser and leaving. But she has a raincoat. Yeah, suddenly she has a raincoat. <laughs> Where did she get that? I have no clue. Um, but she gets stabbed. Well, she doesn't have to worry about that ride back in the rain, at least. Yeah. Back in the house, Ted is screeching with laughter at the movie. He's so irritating. He's, like, forgotten about fucking at this point. He's given up, and he's so into this movie now. Yeah, he loves it. And Sarah wants to go upstairs with Doug. She's ready to be a slut now. Mrs. Jarvis comes home from a nighttime jog. In Mrs. the rain, Mrs. Jarvis was on a nighttime jog in the pouring rain and thunder. Like, unbelievable! Didn't she already go on a jog? She's like such a bizarre character. She, is an, she's. She, <laughs> I think Mrs. Jarvis has an exercise addiction. Yeah,
2: maybe she's the one in that video from the
1: morgue. <laughs> There's something wrong with Mrs. Jarvis. No, she does look like she loves aerobics. Um, she she comes home and she's looking for Tommy and Trish and the the house now has no power. She's also looking for the family dog, Gordon, but he's not answering either. And so she goes outside in this lightning storm to find Gordon and Ugh. then we see her gasp, but we don't see what she sees. Yeah. And that's like the last time we see Mrs. That's Charbon. the last time we
2: see her. Yeah. And almost... No one really cares. Like <laughs> no. a few times people are like, where's mom? Yeah. But no one's like nervous. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Um,
1: Cause she clearly gets attacked and killed. Right. So Trish and Tommy, they're driving, they're headed back home in the storm. Where, where were, were they? <laughs> where were they?
2: Where did they go? Everyone at some point left. The house, but we don't know why or where. Yeah, all the Jarvises were out of the
1: house And at where one are they point. going? They're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I have no idea. But back at the rental house, Sarah's waiting for Doug upstairs in her silk robe. Yeah, she's ready to get fucked. Yeah. And so at the Jarvis house, when Trish and Tommy arrive home, they can't find their mom. They're creeping around in the dark, and they can't find her. And Tommy's like, well, maybe she's still jogging. <laughs> She is dedicated. And Trish is like, I'm going to go looking for her. So she leaves her little brother, Tommy, behind. Yeah, And she's looking outside and she finds Rob's tent and just (laughs) goes inside and hangs out. Like she's not even like Why is she in there? She just goes (laughs) in the tent and she's just like hanging out alone.
2: I guess because it's raining, but it's also like, you're right. It's like, is his tent literally in their
1: backyard? (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. Um, And then we hear the ch-ch-ch. And that's when a machete blade slashes through the tent. But it's not Jason. It's Rob. It is wild that he does this. (laughs) It is crazy. Why would you do that? It is. He's on. He's on edge. Yeah. He is on edge. Um, She's like, hey. Yeah. She's like, (laughs) what's the big idea? Idea. (laughs) Why would you slap? Why wouldn't you be? Hey, who's in
2: there? Like or something first. Yeah.
1: No, he literally just slashes his machete through the tent almost hits mm. Trish in the face with it and she's like "Rob" and he's like "What the hell are you doing in here?" She's like "sitting." Yeah, just creepily hang, hanging out. <laughs> Jimmy and Tina are in bed and she's passed out and he's awake worrying about something. And the thing he's worried about is whether or not he was good at fucking. Yeah. And he, that even, reassurance. he wakes her up to ask her. He's like, was <laughs> like, I a dead fuck? <laughs> Imagine. Uh, she's like, you were incredible. <laughs> you were so incredible. And so then he goes downstairs and gives Ted, Tina's panties. He's like, look what I just did. So disrespectful. It's so disrespect. People were always stealing girls underwear in the eighties. See, I did it. I, <laughs> I fucked a girl. It's just like, it's so disgusting. so fucking gross. Um, Jimmy then goes into the kitchen and Ted is still watching that movie. He's been watching this movie for like two hours. And he's calling to Ted from the kitchen like, do we have a corkscrew? Ted! He's very crisp and glover. Ted! Yeah. Do we have a corkscrew? He's all
2: cocky now that he's good at fucking.
1: Yeah. Uh, He's looking for this corkscrew... Well, he'll never guess where this corkscrew is. It's in the hands of Jason, who proceeds to plunge it into his hand. This is a great edit, because he's
2: like, where's the (laughs) corkscrew? And it immediately plunges through his hand. It was so good. It was
1: really good. And then he gets a machete straight to the face. Jason loves to use multiple weapons. Yeah, he does. He doesn't have the
2: MO that's always reliable. He's like, creative. He's very creative. He's very he uses creative. what's available. If he has a machete, great. If he has an, a hatchet, which he does in this film, <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, he has his favorites, but he's also flexible. He's super
1: flexible. <laughs> Tina is upstairs looking out the window for some reason. She's just watching the rain out the window. <laughs> this was incredible. Because whenever something's happening, you're like, why is this happening? And then seconds later, you're like, oh. We we get the payoff. And the payoff is that Jason comes, and this is like a second story window. Why? He was just (laughs) in the kitchen. He was just in the kitchen. Jason comes flying, crashing through this window. And he grabs Tina, pulls her through the window. Like there is broken glass everywhere. And just throws her over the deck and out onto the car below. Yeah, she just
2: fucking splats on the car and then falls off the car. (laughs) It was great. She falls right onto
1: the, like, luggage rack on top of the car. Back at the tent, Rob and and Trish are hanging out in the tent now. I'm sure they're getting rained on because he made a huge fucking slash in it with that machete. Yeah, that's stupid in and of itself. You ruined ruined his his tent! He doesn't even have a patch kit. (laughs) <laughs> this is where we learn that Jason is looking... Or not Jason. Rob. Rob is looking for revenge because Jason killed his sister, Sandra.
2: We finally found find out why he's fucking there.
1: Yeah. Being a weirdo. Right. I mean, not that this makes it better necessarily. <laughs> no, but he's like... Jason's not dead. And Trisha's like, yeah. And he's like, no. And she's like, yeah, he is. And they do that for like eight (laughs) times. No, they have
2: his body in the no, they go
1: back and forth so many times. And she's like, no, they don't. He's dead. And she's, he's like, he's alive. He's dead, Rob. Yeah. And at
2: some point she's like, (laughs) He, um, the body disappeared from the morgue. He's like, no, he escaped. And it's like, well, it is kind of weird that the body disappeared.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's still weird. Back at the Jarvis house, Tommy's just wandering around their basement with a flashlight. I think he's looking for a circuit breaker. Yes, yes. Because we do get an image of the box at some point. But then he goes and investigates further. Also... The house looks like it has lights on. Yeah. The lights do come back in the house at some
2: point. Yeah. It's weird. Cause then we see someone like Jason messing with the box, but then
1: the lights still are Well, that are was on. the phone box. Oh, is that the phone that's box? That's the phone okay, box. Okay. So I guess Tommy does fix the lights. Oh, that's right. Cause he's crafty. He's super crafty. Um, back at the rental house, Ta- Ted is still on the couch. And Trish is, not Trish, I'm sorry. Um, Sarah is upstairs hooking up with Doug in the shower. Yes. This is a great um,
2: image, right? Because we get ass on the shower glass door. And we also, it's like a frosted, (laughs) or I guess steamed maybe shower glass. We just see the shadow kind of images initially. But we
1: definitely get full crack. Oh, yeah. We get like a full crack pressing up against the shower door and she lifts her leg and like wraps it around him. She's really going for it. She,
2: I mean, for a virgin, she must have watched a
1: lot of softcore. Yeah. She, really <laughs> she knows did. how to do it. She's like fully slut mode activated. And yes. It's, it's incredible. Um, All of a sudden downstairs, Ted's little movie starts malfunctioning and turns off. And Ted's like, calling for jimmy he's like jimmy yeah and he goes up to the to the screen the projector screen to see what's going on when all of a sudden a knife comes through the screen and kills ted yeah and we get that great image of like the flickering film
2: against the screen uh just like kind of what we expected yes and
1: Jason likes killing people through things a lot. Yeah. He likes he likes puncturing people through rafts or like going through a window and stabbing them. Yeah. Or stabbing them through a projection screen. Well, it's almost like Yeah. He's like trying to be um like a magician. <laughs> He's, well, people aren't expecting it, he's, right? He's
2: like a little... He he's, likes a
1: surprise. He uses the
2: props that he has available.
1: Yeah. he He's a prop queen. <laughs> um, back in the shower, Sarah gets out and puts a towel on inside the shower while it's still running. Yeah. Bizarre. And she gets out and lets Doug finish his shower alone. And she's in the bedroom blow-drying her hair <laughs> while Doug... So 80. She's like scrunching it too. Yeah. Ooh. She's doing that thing where they <laughs> blow dry it and just wave the thing around like everything's going to get so big. Um, And she, Doug is singing in the shower. <laughs> They're really, really
2: luxuriating in
1: the shower. Yeah. He's been in there for like an hour and then the lights go out and he thinks it's Sarah playing a trick on him. And he's like, come on, come on back in here, Sarah. We can sing a duet. And then we hear, and he's cracking jokes. And right as he's cracking jokes, we see a hand smash through the glass, Mm. go into Doug's face and smash his head against the shower wall and just destroy this guy's head. He just squishes it. And it's bloody. Yeah.
2: The blood is dripping down on on the floor. It's a
1: bloody scene. Yeah. Sarah goes back in the bathroom to get Doug, but she sees Doug dead and she screams. Of course. She screams for Sam of all people, who no one's seen Sam for like <laughs> 3 hours. That's um, the
2: thing. People just disappear and so far no one's sus. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like no one's like where's where's anybody? It's raining. The fact that it's raining, I would be all of a sudden more concerned that I, we weren't seeing them. I think that's how drunk they are. They're just very drunk, but they don't really seem drunk. Do you know what I mean? Like that's technically, true. That's true. But, uh, yeah, I mean maybe yeah, they've been drinking. That's the only explanation that would make sense. Because it's like if you went somewhere and it started raining, I'd be like, "Where is Rachel? She hasn't come back from the lake."
1: And it's <laughs> like, raining do you know what I mean? now. It's pouring rain. It's pouring rain. I'd be concerned. She runs downstairs. She's trying to leave out the front door, and, but it's locked. And while she's jiggling the doorknob, an axe comes through the door, and Sarah goes flying. This axe has, like, impaled her chest. Yeah, she gets hatcheted. Yeah. Trish and Rob arrive at the Jarvis house. They go into the go inside. I guess they were just in the tent in the backyard, wherever the fuck they were. Let's go in. <laughs> Let's go
2: inside. Also, yeah. Why not go <laughs> in earlier? Why not be like, come in the house. It's raining out here. Yeah.
1: Why are we hanging out in the tent with the slash through it, <laughs> showing me all your little newspaper clippings? Yes. Um, and so they go find Tommy, and. Jason, at this point, has disabled the phone lines. right? And so Trish and Rob are like, we're going to go out and get some help. And then they hear Gordon barking. And Gordon, like Lassie, this is like a Lassie moment. Gordon leads Trish and Rob to the rental house. And like, what do you see, boy? <laughs> yeah. You smell something? <sighs> and so they just go in. And then Rob is like, they don't even see any of the bodies when they walk in. Like, Rob just goes straight to the basement. Yeah. Why? With a flashlight. And Trish is upstairs wandering around. And then, okay, this was like the craziest scene in this whole movie. This scene made no sense. This scene made no sense. This is the craziest fucking scene. I was laughing so hard. Um... I'm normally very sensitive to animal stuff and movies. Like, I can't handle it. But this was so highly comical. It's just unbelievable. I was like, we, and I still don't know what happened. <laughs> okay. So, Gordon is upstairs, <laughs> the dog. This is the golden retriever. And he, we see him go into a bedroom and then run towards a window. And this is on the second floor. And just, <laughs> just charge through this window, breaking the glass and slow motion, just like plunge down below, but we don't see that. We just see him like <laughs> plunge through the glass. Why did he do that? Why did he do that? Who said a dog can't play basketball? <laughs> he was Duncan. He was... This dog just hurls himself through the glass window for no reason.
2: <laughs> I know. It's do- like, it's not, did he see Jason out the window? Was he running from Jason? <laughs> like, Why? what happened? There
1: is no reason why this had to happen. I there is so, no reason okay. this I'm had to. I'm glad
2: that you were confused, no. too, because I
1: was like, did I miss something? No, there's zero reason this had to happen. There's no reason this dog had to do it. We don't even know if Gordon died.
2: We He's, don't even know. We he don't just, know. He just shot himself through <laughs> the window. But if he did die, it was
1: his own doing, <laughs> I do have to say. Jason didn't throw him. No, he just pushes himself out the window. It's like he was like, I'm tired of living, and he just <laughs> fucking... Or, or he was like... I'm out of here yeah. I'm not going down to the fucking basement
2: are you crazy but why did he fucking crash why was he on the second floor why did he crash through the window I, I literally have no idea I was like so pressed for time I didn't have time to like rewind I had to just keep watching but I was like wait what <laughs> I was so confused so I'm glad it was
1: just uh, very confusing for everyone no it is crazy Back at the Jarvis house, Tommy is going through Rob's backpack and looking at all of his newspaper clippings, and he is transfixed by one clipping in particular that shows a artist's rendition of young Jason Voorhees. Yeah, and we know we all know what young Jason looked like. He was uh, bald with a few hair patches. <laughs> he was disfigured. He has a very he he. He he doesn't look great. Well,
2: how was his? How was he disfigured? I can't remember. Uh, was he it... just
1: was like genetically disfigured? Okay, so it was uh,
2: from. Birth. It was
1: like from birth. Nothing happened. No, I think from... not like with Cropsy. Yeah, he wasn't like lit on fire like yeah. Cropsy, but he's he's disfigured and like that's why the kids made fun of him right. at camp. Right. Um. So he sees this like artist rendition in the newspaper from this old clipping and he's like, hmm, he's looking at this. He's putting it in his little file cabinet. Yeah. (laughs) Trish is creeping around upstairs in the rental house and she goes in the bathroom where the shower is still running. This water bill is going to be insane. Yeah. And she sees the broken glass and the blood and then she sees Doug's body, which has been moved slightly. Yes. Like, now it's, like, hanging by the shower door, kind of. Right. It's, like, propped up. She screams for Rob and runs into the basement. And Rob and Trish are, like, leaving the basement together. But then Rob's like, oh, I forgot my knife. And he, goes... Back down the stairs, and then Jason pops up and murders him. And Trish just watches. And she's like, Rob, He's no. like, run,
2: get out of here. And he, she's literally watching.
1: And he's yelling this while he's getting stabbed. Yeah, save yourself. She's <laughs> staring. Yeah. And she manages to like fight Jason off because he grabs her ankle as she's running up these like... There are those basement stairs, the wooden stairs that, like, your your foot goes through them.
2: <laughs> yeah. I thought that the Rob's foot went through.
1: His foot did go through, but okay. her, i think her foot went through again. Okay, I don't know. It was a dark scene, and like we said,
2: I—it I, was just so dark during watching it during the day.
1: So, uh, Trish is running through the house with a machete because she has the machete now, and she's like seeing all these dead bodies that have been. Jason's had time to move all of these bodies, yeah, and arrange done them. He's some real little tableaux. He's made some tableaux, <laughs> including the best tableau: Jimmy, who is nailed like Jesus Christ to the door, and she has to like push through. He has to push through <laughs> him later, right? Like, oh, it was great. Yeah, um, yeah. He's he's in the door frame with like railroad ties. Through his hands, those like huge railroad nails. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> through I don't know where he got those. They're through both of his hands, and he's hanging in the frame of right. his door. Jason, he he had time. He had some time. This was so creative. Um, but she manages to escape and runs back to her house. And when she gets home, her and Tommy they lock all the doors. And she's like, "Get some nails," and they start nailing the doors shut. They start nailing the door shut. This was. Meanwhile, w- there's a huge full wall of windows. This was so funny. I was like, what, what are you doing? Get this, the hell out of there. This was slapstick comedy. Yeah. Um, she's like, nail the door shut. And then all of a sudden, the biggest window you've ever seen in your life, in the, right next to the door, <laughs> right next to the door, they're nailing shut. There's this huge fucking window. I know. And Jason just crashes through the window. Did he throw a body? He threw... Oh, He threw Rob's body. (laughs) He threw Rob's body through the window. He just carried that body over like it was nothing. Yeah. And then Jason grabs Tommy, but Trish manages to get him off Tommy by plunging (laughs) a hammer into his head. Because she has the hammer. And she's like fucking pounding him in the head with this hammer. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and he's still alive. Um and Jason chases them upstairs into Tommy's bedroom and they're like put the shelves, put the shelves yeah, against the door. They're moving the little fucking shelf. The shelving unit. And they Jason's but Jason's got his like axe. Like he he's He just like got like a he's like Inspector Gadget. Yeah, and he fucking uh
2: Dan you know fucking Danny what's Tor- Jack Tor- Jack Torrance. Is, is the door. <laughs> yeah. Why did it? I call him Danny Torrance? I almost said Danny. Wait, too. The son's Danny. The son's Danny. Yeah. Uh no, he literally is
1: like, here's Jason. <laughs> There's like a little sliver of the door. He totally hears Jason's <laughs> it. Um yeah. And then another great moment. Um Trish grabs the TV in Tommy's bedroom and just like beans Jason with the TV. Yeah. And sparks go flying. The TV
2: is literally sparking. And, yeah. and, I, and
1: Tommy looks a little upset. He's like, like yeah, that was my TV. <laughs> I, I played Pong on that. Yeah. um, Yeah, he, she throws a TV onto his head, and it, looks, it almost looks like his head goes through the TV. Yeah. And sparks fly everywhere. And so Jason is now subdued on the floor. And Trisha's so weird. She's like, Tommy, wait here. I'm going to go get help or something. It's like, no, both leave. Also, it's like, have
2: you seen these movies? There's, you can't walk past Jason on the floor. <laughs> like, there's been three of these movies, Trish. And other slasher movies. And others. You don't walk past the body thinking it's dead.
1: Don't do it. Don't do it. Um. So of course, as Trish is trying to sneak past Jason, he wakes up and chases her downstairs and outside. <laughs> And then she's forced to run back into the rental house where all the bodies are. And he follows her, and they're both upstairs. And she sees a window, and she's like, well, everyone else is crashing through these windows. I guess it's my turn. (laughs) This is the most
2: window-crashing movie ever. I've never seen more people jump, and a dog. (laughs) Like, even the... Fucking Tommy's the only one who didn't jump through a window in
1: this movie. Every person has jumped through, she's like, I guess or it's got thrown, thrown through, through a window, right? Like. Or been attacked through the window in the shower, like yeah, the glass door. The glass? No. glass is breaking in this film. Fucking Gordon, it, <laughs> it is. It is crazy. Um, so. So, <laughs> so she's like, I better run through this window. Yeah. She crashes through it to escape, and she tumbles off the deck and onto the ground below. And she's like, ugh, lying on her back. And I like that she didn't die, but the other, the Terry or Tina, whatever, did right. die. Gordon is still hauling ass <laughs> through the
2: forest. Yes, yeah, we Gordon, he
1: survived too. Yeah, I hope Gordon survived and just went to live with a better family. He's in the tent. He's in the tent. <laughs> He's in. He's like. Safe. Did you hear that dog? Did you hear yeah, that dog the outside?
2: Dog confirmed by another dog. Uh, <laughs> 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 it was such an
1: affirmative bark, too. Yup. 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 That's exactly what that fucker sounded like. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Jason, she manages to get up. Off the ground. And meanwhile, Tommy Jarvis is in the bathroom at home, washing his face. Okay. He's like doing it. Initially thing. I was like, what the fuck is he washing his hair for? Before I remembered what was happening. Yes. yes. I was like,
2: Oh my God. He's yes. like
1: washing his face and hair. He's like doing a little beauty treatment. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got time. I'm going to put a little, yeah. Ooh, I'm a little muddy from all that rain, I, rain running. I'm going to put a little face mask on. Yeah. He's, um, he's, And he starts cutting his hair like he's a fugitive in a gas station bathroom. Yes. And then we see Trish go back into their house and she's calling for Tommy, but he's busy. He's doing his hair in the bathroom and she's fighting off Jason with a machete and she does manage to stab him in the hand. Meanwhile, Tommy is now shaving his head with a Bic razor. He's got shaving cream all right. over his hair. And we see the newspaper clipping now. We know what he's trying to do. He's trying to make himself look like young Jason. Right. Um, J- So Jason, what's her name? Trish is fighting for her life. She's like fighting for her life. Jason's on top of her and just in the nick of time, Tommy runs downstairs and starts yelling, Jason, Jason, look at me, look at me. And then Jason turns around and we see Tommy. And I got to say, for someone who's so good at prosthetics, he did not do a very good job. Well, he put like a little dark under eye, he put
2: some mascara, eyeshadow on, eyeshadow or something. And he's wearing like, yeah, he didn't do any. Prosthetics or makeup to look like Jason other than shave his head. He
1: shaved his head, but he didn't put any prosthesis on. Yeah. Um, but Jason buys it. He's like, Jason's oh. like, oh? Huh? Yeah, Jason's like, that looks like me. <laughs> and um he's like, Remember me, Jason. And as Jason's like mesmerized by Tommy Jarvis's appearance, Trish sneaks up behind Jason. And knocks his mask off with the machete, revealing his scarred, disfigured face. And Trish is screaming. And as she's screaming, Tommy plunges the machete into his face, and Jason falls onto the machete. And we see it slide down. Yeah, his head slides down on the machete. Ugh, that was horrible. And then Trish hugs Tommy, but we see Jason's finger move. Mm. And so Tommy picks up the machete and starts hacking away at Jason. He is going to town. He is going
2: to town. And Trish is like, Tommy, Tommy. Trish is
1: <laughs> losing it. She's like, enough, Tommy, enough. Stop it, Tommy. Tommy's seen the movies. He knows. He knows <laughs> He knows you got to kill him dead. And he's like, die, die. But Trish is really disturbed by this. It's, yeah. Um, I mean, I'd,
2: I'd give him a pass considering what just happened.
1: Later, Trish is in the hospital Everyone's, she's okay. Well, not everyone, just Trish and Tommy are okay. Yeah. I mean. And then we see a cop and doctor talking to her in the hospital. And the doctor explains that Tommy was under extreme duress and that's why he acted the way he did when he killed Jason. And so Trish is like, I need to see him. And Tommy appears. He's still bald. And he hugs Trish and we end on a freeze frame of little Tommy Jarvis opening his eyes with a creepy look in his eyes. It was like Damien face. It was Damien face. Isn't
2: that how the omen ends? We get like an image of um, Damien staring at the camera. Kinda. Yeah. It was very similar.
1: There, like, that's a good horror trope is like a child looking creepy where we know they've been altered. Yeah, mentally
2: in some way or they are evil. Yeah,
1: right. Because in the following film in part five, little Tommy Jarvis is a teenager. It takes place like some years after this Uh and he's been in a mental hospital for the past several years.
2: Yeah, I think I've seen this one too.
1: But Tommy and he's also in part six, but Tommy Jarvis is never like a bad guy. He's always just Jason's adversary.
2: And he's just fucked up from what he's happened. just fucked up. Yeah. I Which mean all, all of be. us would be. Yeah. And the mom clearly died, but no one's talking about it.
1: No one's talking about <laughs> Mrs. Jarvis.
2: <laughs> or Mr. What the Jarvis. hell?
1: No. I wonder why we don't get to see her get killed. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe she had it in her contract, like I'm not gonna be yeah. killed on screen. Um
2: this movie I, I thought this I think this is like one of the better slasher movies. I think it's really good. I love it. Because I love the Tommy Jarvis origin story, mm, you know? Yeah. I like that even though I thought his makeup wasn't great, I like that he did that. He's so creative. And just like, it worked, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. it was such a good idea. And I just love, I love, when I remembered what happened in this movie, I was like, oh my God, yes, like. Because I remembered what happened, that he tries to make himself look like Jason. It was like really exciting for me. Yeah. I just totally remembered seeing this movie right. as a kid.
1: I mean, in this film, I think the reason like part four in particular is so enduring is because so many other films that would come after it, like, would reference this this one directly or indirectly. It's just sort of like, it's sort of become a favorite within the franchise at least in my opinion it's one of my favorite ones i do have a soft spot for jason takes manhattan of course because it's so absurd but it's a different type of movie it's totally different (laughs) this is
2: good yeah
1: (laughs) this is good and i do love the slasher genre i grew up watching slashers i love it but this is one of my favorite of the of the sub genre i think
2: it's like really good yeah it's really good it's solid and um, it has very creative kills the storyline is good Mm. it has like a nice twist yeah Um, and I think it's unusual for the fourth one to be you know one of the better ones usually they get worse and worse and worse like yeah of course I mean just just because they're usually quickly done to capitalize on the original Right. right but you know this is the rare
1: improvement I think We should, at some point, recap Jason Goes to Space. Jason X.
2: I like those movies. They're just a different vibe. No, but Jason
1: X is so stupid, and we should recap it. (laughs) We should totally recap it one of these days. We should
2: do next summer horror in space.
1: (laughs) Yes. Space horror. Space horror that's, like, stupid. That's stupid. Not, like, good ones. Yeah. Because there's a lot of good ones. There are a lot of really good ones. Anyway, that's it. We will see you next week. Bye.
2: ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.